Hello and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and joining me from his evil scientist lab, my co-host on the West Coast, Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. Yeah, maybe we should do like YouTube videos so they can see us. They can see me in my cool lab setting that I just figured out that I could change my background on Skype. So yeah, same. Yay, technology! Now you are your setting. Your backdrop is uh, a. I called you. You know, I, I made the Futurama reference and called you a Professor Farnsworth. You got some robot parts in the back. Mine, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it said just Outer World or something like that. Yeah, it looks like a futuristic mid-18th century European English village. You're, okay. That is yeah. – that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that, that's a lot to, uh, to digest there. So how have you been? Uh, oh, by the way, apparently you can add your own images. So, oh, wow. I might just take a picture of uh, like a nice sunset and put that in the back. Anyway, uh, how have you been? It's been a week. It, I have been hot and sweaty. So it's been that, you know, it's been in the 90s here in California in the area that I am. It's been much hotter in the deeper valley portions of California. But, uh, yeah, it's I've pretty much spent the entire weekend just sitting in front of a fan because – you move outside of that fan area, you're just sweating. So let me let me ask you this: Would you say your mind on fire, your soul on fire, feeling hot, hot, hot? Would well, would, I would definitely say that I'm not a girl on fire. Would party people all around you feeling hot, hot, hot? What to do on a night like this? Music sweet. I can't resist. We need Are you doing Buster Poindexter song ha, ha, ha. No, it's the Merriman. Or, it's the Merriman from 1988. Like, where have you been, Chad? I guess somewhere else, because I thought you were going with the Buster Poindexter hot, hot, hot song, and then I was going to ask you if you knew what band Buster Poindexter, under another name, was a member of. But uh, Was it Mungo Jerry? Was it what? Was it Mungo, Mungo Jerry? Jerry? No, we don't mention that name. No, no, you don't. There are some people who still like the good gosh darn name of Mungo Jerry, sir. Well, those are the people that I've probably only heard in the summertime. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. All right. So speaking of, uh, you know, a couple months ago, we were saying, you know, with Alice Cooper, that school's out for summer. But now we sing... Summer's out for school. It's not really quite have the same ring, but school's back in session. Yeah, I was going to say we could also just go with because everything is still in the quarantine lockdown and, and teaching from home or school from home. I guess go with Pink Floyd's um, teacher, leave those kids alone. We don't need no education. Right. Another brick on Put the wall. another brick in the wall. Yeah. But either way, so yes, earlier today um, we we had not discussed a topic for this episode, and I really didn't have anything in mind, so I took to Twitter 
because that's where all the great advice comes from these days. And I said, give us a topic to talk about. And uh, two people chimed in. So our Twitter presence is off the charts. Be raking in the money anytime soon and be big time influencers. Nice. By, I think by 2029, maybe. It's fine. Or I'll still be alive. Yes. And uh, yes, one of them chimed in and said that uh, we should talk about school because school being back in session and give our, you know, thoughts on our favorite subjects or school memories. Um, a, a better suggestion that I actually think, it, had we t- had the time to research it, would have been uh, the discussion of the Cold War it was neither cold nor a war. <laughs> But again, that maybe in a future episode we can tackle that topic. So I was thinking, okay, school sounds great. But then I got to thinking, you know, I really don't know if I want to talk about school. But one thing I do like about school is being saved by the bell at the end of the class. And so I thought, you know what? Our good friends Tom and Jim over at the now defunct Tom and Jim's Top 5 did an episode on their Top 5 Saved by the Bell episodes. We're not going to go into gimmick infringement. And also, we haven't hadn't discussed this, so I don't think we're going to do like a top five Saved by the Bell episodes. But I, I got to thinking that maybe talking about Saved by the Bell, which is coming back soon in a rebooted relaunch thing on the Peacock streaming service. Mm. So maybe Saved by the Bell would be a topic to discuss this time. Two things. One, can you infringe on a, on a gimmick that's no longer active? Uh, yes, try doing anything that uh, WWE has trademarked. Okay, that's one. And two, is this Saved by the Bell IP in whatever form it, it takes? Uh, mm-hmm. Is that going to be like the flagship of Peacock like Mandalorian was for Disney Plus? I don't think so since Peacock is up and running and Saved by the Bell has not launched yet. And uh, looking at the uh, trailer that they just released, um, you know, I, I think this may be more Saved by the Bell new class than oh, no. say, not even as good as Saved by the Bell the college years. So, so it is oh oh so new that's right new class is Belding was still there. I think Screech was hanging around. Screech came back after the first season. Okay. After college years got canceled. Okay. But it was a different and, group of high schoolers. I thought you meant, uh, for some reason, when you said the new class, I thought you meant the Tory years. Or Tory oh, no, episodes. that was just the uh, Kelly and Jesse weren't there because they thought they were going to have careers outside of Saved by the Bell. Mm. And so they were doing uh, Son-in-Law, I think, and Showgirls. Showgirls probably later. But, um, well, yeah, uh, so they just brought in Tory for some reason to – Take their place. Tiffany also went on to was it uh, was it, it was Melrose or nine hundred two one zero? Didn't she? She did nine hundred two one zero. That is okay, correct. that's what it was. Okay, one of those. Yeah. I didn't watch either of the shows, but I feel like she was on. Okay, so yeah, and then you? the new class actually ran, I think, twice as long as Say by the Bell did. Um, but to, I would be to half the would success. Be hard pressed to find anybody who could name. Two characters from the new class that weren't Mr. Belding or Screech. 
Oh, there you go. Without uh, looking it up, listeners, let us know in the comments on the uh, Facebook, on the social media, if you will, uh, particularly the Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour Facebook page. Without without cheating, without looking it up, two members of Saved by the Bell, the new class. And if you can you know, tell us that, well, you'll get a shout-out on next week's show. Fair enough, Chad? Fair enough. And if you make names that seem plausible enough, we'll probably say you're right, because I don't know if either of you or I will double-check it. So I'll fact-check it. I, I can think of... Two characters, three, two characters off the top of my head. I can picture them more than I know their names. Does that help? I mean, does that make sense? That makes sense. But and I can also think of like two or three actors' names who oh, went on really? to do some other stuff. But, okay, well. But that's about it. And, and so maybe we should just sit here and talk about our memories of the new class. Ooh, I think that'd be a short episode. I mean, shorter uh, than I usual. Think, I think we just did. So. All right. So let's, uh, before we. Before we get into, you know, our, our Saved by the Bell, you know, conversation proper, it is important to go back and know that the first version of this show aired July 17th, uh, 1987 on NBC, the pilot episode of Good Morning Miss Bliss. Hmm. Now, that was the only episode that aired at that time on NBC. The uh, other 13 episodes of that Good Morning Miss Bliss uh, we're on Dis- the Disney Channel from November ni- uh, 1988 through March of 1989. And it wasn't until somebody had the came up with the notion that, you know, nobody wants to watch a bunch of high school kids from Indiana. I'm pretty sure that's where it was set. So they moved them out to L.A., or at least California, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, gave them that beach setting and, and uh, relaunched season one. On NBC, August 20th, 1989. 16 episodes, uh, 18 the second season, 26 uh, episodes in seasons three and four. Not a ton of episodes. No, but let's go back real quick to that first season that aired on NBC or that pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that pilot episode? I think I have. I will tell you this. Mr. Belding is played by a different character and his... The last name is Belding, but the first name is different. Um, but there are two actors in the cast, in the classroom, who would go on to be bigger names after they were, I guess, probably fired from Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Do you have any idea who those characters are or who those actors are? Um, Again, we're, we're think say about no. kid actors around 1987. Kid actors in '87, so that would have been post Michael J. Fox. Yes, the one that the the one that jumps out at me, but I don't think it was him. Um, what is the kid from Silver Spoons? A tricky Schroeder. He would have been too old. So, okay. Yeah. Would he? Yeah, because Silver Spoons was 1981 through 85, 86, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and that's where Alfonso Ribeiro got his. Pseudo start. Yeah. Besides doing a Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson. And then he would move from the East Coast out to Beverly Hills and or the Bel Air region more precisely. Sure. Uh, so he probably cut a ride with Zach and 
Please uh, <laughs> screech as they all moved out here. But no, I don't know. I don't know who it is you're uh, referring to. Uh, one of them is uh, I affectionately affectionately call Bag Brian Austin Green. Okay. And then the other, I'm sure, had he stuck on the sh- with the show longer, and when the Mr. Belding that we all know came in, he probably would have had several scenes where he, where Mr. Belding would say, "What's going on in here?" and he would say, "Did I do that?" Urkel, Julia White. Okay, a, that's my really bad Urkel impersonation that I will never do again on this show. I promise you. So now, now I want to hear it one more time. <laughs> I will not do it, but can, yes, can that pilot episode you can find on YouTube, and we, uh, not the greatest of quality, but again, it's from 1987, so what do you expect? Could we do a very quick Urkel off? Uh, I, I prefer to do the Stefan Urkel. That's a good one. I, th- I think... But uh, I think I, I think I got a pretty good Urkel. Let me let me push my sunglasses up. <clears throat> Did I do that? That's much better than mine. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. That's, I have yeah. three impressions. That's one of them. So. Um, yes, they would be on the pilot. And then when I got retooled for Good Morning Miss Bliss, the only characters that would survive the, the transition to California would be Zach, Lisa, and Screech. Which is okay. I mean, I could probably done without Screech, but you got to have that, you know, punching bag of, of humor. Um, fun note, real quick, uh, a, a, an actress who would go on to have much more success uh, in the 90s and aughts and probably even is still working today. It was in the, I guess it was the first episode after the pilot of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. And that would be, I'm probably not going to uh, pronounce her last name right because I don't know how to pronounce it, but Carla uh, Gugino. Gugino. Gugino, yes. So. Uh, Who was also in Son-in-Law with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And was also in uh, Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage. <sighs> yes, but he was not in Saved by the Bell. That's all right. He was Nicolas Cage. He could have been if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, let's. Is it all right if we just move past the Miss Bliss here? Sure. Okay. So you've got Zach Slater, Screech, Kelly, Jesse, Lisa, Mister Belding, Max, and a revolving door of various teachers. Sound fair? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sounds about right. Okay. And don't forget Kevin the robot. I did forget Kevin the robot. I think his name was Kevin. You're probably not wrong. There's one thing I know about Chad. It's that he's very rarely wrong. Yeah. Well, I have a useless knowledge uh, or a fountain of useless knowledge. Now, do you remember, because I believe the show premiered the the first episode of Saved by the Bell, the relaunch, I guess, Mm -hmm. premiered in 1989. In the fall of 89, it aired on NBC before moving to Saturday morning. Yep, August 20th. Yeah. Do you remember this broadcast? No. Yeah. I I started catching it you know, uh, Saturday mornings. Good. So, yeah, I remember the first broadcast they aired. Now I'm going to doubt myself. I believe it was the dance competition episode. 
Yeah. That information. Okay. Yes. The one with that had Casey Kasem and uh, where we all learned how to do the spring. That's right. Keep your feet on the ground (laughs) and keep reaching for this. That's not it. See, I did a much better Urkel than Casey Kasem. Um, Yeah. And okay. So I, a little bit of admission here is that I don't think I caught these until you know, a, a couple of years in, into syndication, like into the run, as it's called. Um, but oddly enough, the first episode that aired was not the first one that they, I think they, I don't know if they did on purpose, but they aired them out of sequence Boy. because you actually have to go to episode 15 of that first season called King of the Hill, where, spoiler alert, it says in the description, Zach starts high school hoping to find finally win his longtime crush Kelly Kopowski, the prettiest cheerleader in school. However, A.C. Slater, a new transfer student, hits on her, resulting in a love triangle between Zach Slater and Kelly. And that's episode 15 of a 16-episode season. So I think a little bit of that was, uh, dare I say, out of, out of, out of place, out of position. <laughs> now, Chad, you work in the industry. Why would they do that? It happens quite a bit. It could be that they didn't feel it, find that episode to be the pilot episode to be that strong. So they wanted something that would be more engaging or maybe because Casey Kasem was on the show. There they you used go. that star power to bring in the rub people. As yeah, they say or in the industry. it could have been, you know, could have been an editing situation where the episode wasn't ready to go. Okay. So, so many reasons. I, I'm going to go with, they just said, it's a Saturday morning cartoon. Nobody looked at whatever tape was supposed to air. They just grabbed one off the shelf and put it in. But, and under normal circumstances, I'd be right there in that it doesn't matter. However, when you're 15 episodes in and you get <laughs> like the first day of school and the arrival of this new transfer student, when you've had 14 prior episodes of Zack and Slater kind of like jockeying for uh uh, you know, the affections of Kelly Kapowski. I feel like that was somebody just dropping the ball. I don't know. I, you know, I've never thought about it and watching the show as religiously as I did when it premiered. I, I don't even remember that episode being that, that weird, you know, that odd being out of sequence. And, uh, I, I don't even have a memory of that episode. Like, like the setup of the episode, mm-hmm. which is kind of odd. Because I did – well, it's been probably five or six years ago. I went through and watched all the episodes again in order. So – and then watching them now on streaming, maybe they've re-sequenced them. So it was the first one and I just didn't pay attention. It's a, it's good, good uh, insider in- information there, sir. Now – we all know that it wasn't just, you know, good times at Bayside High, but uh, our crew spent a summer at uh, at the beach working for uh, Mr. Carosi and his prickly daughter, uh, Leah Remini. Yes. I say prickly. That, that I, you know, that, that was her, per, that was a character's portrayal. She had a, a stone cold heart and uh, mm-hmm. could only be softened up by by some sweet tender loving of high schooler Zach Morris. I was just surprised that Mr. Carosi was such a you know grump of a boss. I 
for some reason, he was not living by the Hakuna Matata motto. No. <laughs> no, I see what you did there, because he was Pumbaa? I believe he was Pumbaa, yes. Nathan Lee was Timon. Um, I'm trying to see your Jesse. Do you remember the episode that they did for Fourth of July, and Screech was supposed to be Uncle Sam, and he comes in a suit, and they're like, "What are you? You're supposed to be Uncle Sam." He's like, "I am. I'm dressed like my Uncle Sam." Right? Yeah. Like, oh, Screech. <laughs> I uh, and, and look, one of the geniuses of the internet. Uh, one of the things that it has given us is clarity in, in our older age. And there is a little, I, th- I can't remember exactly what services started on, uh, but I know you can watch it now on Amazon prime and it's a little series called Zach Morris's trash where From they funny or die funny. Okay. Thank you. Uh, where they go to, uh, um, you know, they, they explore their, or they, uh, not explore. They take each episode. They break it apart and they show how Zach Morris manipulates and treats people like crap and how he's essentially trash. And I got to be honest with you, that those little clips <laughs> did have an adverse effect on my love or, or not love, appreciation of Saved by the Bell. It, you know, it is amazing. So maybe, you know, in a sense for the Gen X generation, Zach may have been our first, um, not role model, but the, uh, trying to think of the term when, when you root for the, for the bad guy, but he's like the cool bad guy, like a Walter White mm-hmm. from Breaking Bad or, um, um, words are escaping me. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anti-hero. Anti-hero. That's the word. So, so Zach Morris was our first anti-hero. Of course, uh, before the college years, they also took a little trip uh, to Hawaii in a two-hour primetime movie, which I think, don't quote me on this, it was either this one or the wedding one, which came a couple years later, that my sister somehow convinced my dad that we should watch on some weeknight in prime time rather than whatever dad wanted to watch. I just remember watching those as they uh as they aired so I was like, well that's unexpected. The 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 youngsters grew up a lot uh from that original you know, again the show kicked off or 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 uh, yeah, I guess we'll say kicked off in 89 with uh you know Zach's freshman year or I think it was fresh, anyway kicking off high school. I think that's how I said. And the wedding w- aired in 1994. So they got a lot accomplished in five years, my friend. <laughs> well, you know, Zach was a, a schemer and had big plans. So he was out there doing the hustle. He was, you know, don't you remember when they were going to buy you two tickets and sell them for profit before StubHub existed? And I, they started being chased all around the mall. I don't remember that episode. Now, what are your thoughts on the murder mystery episode, which I believe our good friends Tom and Jim named as their favorite episode? They uh, they did, and I had forgotten it until they mentioned it. 
And that's a, it's a fun episode because I, I like that. Have you seen uh, on a significant sidebar? Have you seen Knives Out? Yes. So uh, you know, I, I don't know. I like the. It was fun. It was quirky. It was different. Um, I think one trap that uh, many sitcoms can fall into is they just stay in the same place. And honestly, I was thinking about that, and I don't perceive it as a negative. And something like The Office, where it's in the show, it's right there in the title. They're in The Office, but you know, a little change of scenery uh, is good. It, it similar to you know, go back to Happy Days. Eventually, they had to jump the shark, you know, and uh, so I, I like that they just gave it a little, even if it was for you know the one thirty-minute episode, which boils down to when you take the commercials out. Correct me if I'm wrong. Twenty-two minutes or something like that. Give it a little breath of fresh air. No, I mean, obviously, a show like Saved by the Bell, it's set in a school environment. Mm -hmm. But then you had the Max, which they seem to be able to go to at any point in time during the school day. Um, And then, yes, you had the summer uh, episodes at the beach house when they were working in Malibu. You know, there was an episode where Jesse's father is getting remarried, so they go to this resort and then the trip to Hawaii for a few episodes. But, and and, and I, I, let's the not Hawaii forget. one was always interesting because everyone went. And I'm like, Kelly Kapowski has seven brothers and sisters. Her family's poor. How did she afford a trip to Hawaii? Yeah. And uh, uh, let, let's not forget about the episodes at uh, the mall. Yes. The, the, the when when, when um, Zach meets a homeless girl and tries to, uh, you know, ruin her life just so he can get a date. Right. And, and fired, yeah. And the other one in the mall, I believe, were they trying to, like, avoid criminals and they were all hiding in the sporting goods? That's the U2 episode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, all right. So, I there you go. I remember apparently accidentally bits and pieces of that particular episode. Um yeah, so I I don't know the it's it's weird timing when you look at uh, you know and, and this is courtesy of Wikipedia but like season three begins with the saddest moment in all of uh, Saved by the Bell and that's the breakup outside of the dance from Kelly and Zach right and uh, and then they go straight to the Malibu uh, episodes so just really unusual timing on those and uh i don't know it it uh it, the the at times the pacing of the show the way that the episodes were set up didn't always make sense but i guess at the end of the day if you felt like you were entertained for those 22 or so minutes then uh then there you go you're all well, right and it, it was the early 90s we were kids we weren't looking for deep philosophical entertainment you just wanted fun uh, real quick, as we're running down on time, I'll tell you a story. I have a friend who um, used to work um, for the WWE, and I pitched this idea to her, and she apparently went and pitched it to one of their producer um, talent people. And this was probably about five, six years ago. I said, they need to start a feud between Zack Ryder and Heath Slater <laughs> because they're fighting over Kelly Kelly. And you start fighting and then Kelly brings them together and forms a tag team with them. And then all of their matches keep, they're all like, you know, 10 minute time limit draws. 
and you call them Team Saved by the Bell. And uh, she told me that she went to a former trainer, producer uh, for WWE, pitched the story, and at the end he was like, get out of here before I hit you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think it would have been genius storytelling and – it, uh, I think it's also probably a reason why I don't work for WWE. But I also think that all parties involved in that would have gotten it because they're all, you <laughs> know, similar age, uh, and, yeah. and would have grown up with, and it would have been, it would have been, uh, here's the thing, it, you know, again, another quick sidebar about wrestling is when you can tell, and it's not just wrestling, but it's anything. It's when it's something you're passionate about, when it's something that you really enjoy, you're going to put that much more effort and enthusiasm into. Uh, so I just think that that would have been, that would have been gangbusters, you know. Um, well done, Chad. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah. Did you ever? Yeah, t- and then they could have brought back Val Venus and paired him with someone and called them Team Different Strokes. Like you could have held a whole. TV renaissance of tag teams. You could have done. You could have done Val Venus and Keith Lee, and had uh, uh, Zach and, and uh, Slater go up against Valley. Oh, see, this stuff writes itself. <laughs> Chad, this was fun. I like this memory lane <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you see, this is where we don't really have a topic, and we just start talking. And twenty nine minutes and thirty seconds later, we can say. I'm going to drag this out for another 10 seconds, but oh gosh. these conversations that we have, eventually they're just fun. That's why we're here. We're just here to have fun, spread some uh, joy in your life. But I got to say, Greg, it's been great. I'm hungry, though, and we are out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.